It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, Anji. Hello, how are you, Mom? <laughs> oh, wonderful. Welcome to Divas That Care. I'm excited. Interviewing my own daughter, the last born. Oh, my goodness. It might be very easy or very difficult, but I know we're having a great time. And I have your drum here. Hey, we might sing our song later on. So do well. Be good. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I'm excited to be yes. here. Thank you. Divas that care. It's a wonderful organization, you know, uh, bringing women together from all over the world. I just love it. Well, you know what? You're my own daughter, so I know everything about you. I hope I do. Introduce <laughs> yourself to us. <laughs> Tell us who you are, please. Yeah, well, um, my name is Angela Seymour Mwazi Hall now. I recently was married two years ago, Um, and I am your last born, last of five children. Um, I was born in McPherson, Kansas. However, now, um, and of course, since you're my mother, they know I'm of Ugandan uh, heritage, uh, but uh, I live in Los Angeles, California now. I've been out here for quite some time, um, mm-hmm. and I like to say that I'm a, a creator. Um, okay. I'm a creator of of all things to progress people, and um, my current venture is um, uh, a platform called Quick Hire, um, which me and your other daughter Deborah co-founded okay. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have a lot of exciting things happening uh, right now. It's exciting. So what do you do in L.A.? Yeah, so Besides in Los this Angeles. new company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Los Angeles, um, I do several things. Um, if you spend time in Los Angeles or um, any other city like New York, you find people have several jobs. Uh, but I work in education. I'm currently a uh, a student advisor uh, for a major university here. Um, and then also I uh, am very big in music. Um, so I do a lot with writing and uh, production. Um, and I work with um, one of the lead writers for um, a production team called No Town Sound. And so that is what I do here um, outside of Quick Art. Yes. Yes, yes, that's exciting. Very, mm-hmm. very exciting. I remember when you moved there, you yeah. started driving in LA and that's how all my child managed. But then whenever I called you, you know, panicking here, you were on the road early in the morning, traveling yeah. from Valais to wherever, wherever. That is wonderful. You see your own children grow up and they're still babies, you know? 
as if they are in vapors. However, you're also admiring them and saying, oh, my goodness, my goodness. Well, I noticed in your bio, you use mm-hmm. the word help a lot. Looks like yeah. you like helping others. Uh, what do you gain from that, you know, helping others? Can you expand on that? Yeah, well, it wasn't until, um, well, growing up in Wichita, um, you know, you and dad worked very hard to make sure that we had what we needed, that we went to good schools, that we grew up in uh, a nice house. And, um, you know, uh, in my community, uh, was very supported. We had a lot of uh, African-American, African families that were thriving around us. Um, and so in the communities and me, like my school experience, I didn't really experience firsthand people just being disenfranchised or growing up on the wrong side of town and having to deal with the repercussions of, of their environment or what they're born into. Um, but when yeah. I moved to Los Angeles, I my first job out here was um, working for um, a nonprofit called Volunteers of America, and that okay. really opened my eyes about um, how things are just not fair <laughs> and how mm. sometimes people are just born into situations, uh, whether it's family or income or a particular area or a disenfranchised uh, minority group um, where they are already behind just because of who they are. And so being out here really gave me a push to help people where I can, to advocate for people where I can. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that also came from watching uh, both you and dad is that, you know, both you, especially you um, with your ministry and things like that, uh, we've always been raised to help people where we can. And so that has just always mm-hmm. been now a big part of what I want to do on my everyday life is help people. That is wonderful. Before we mm-hmm. get to your company, uh, which has mm-hmm. a very interesting name and it's new and it's exciting, so that is uh, some light in this uh, dark time that we're in, mm-hmm. you know, trying to help mm-hmm. out. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, we, you know, your parents being immigrants. Um, what was it like? You know, growing oh. up in an immigrant home, I mean, there are so many stories, I'm sure some you've told, some you haven't, but even the language itself, you know, someone, although we spoke English before we came here, Queen's English, you know, I mean, hey, I'm still learning, but, um, you know, words like, you know, trunk, we called that boot, and, yeah. um, you know, the elevator, lift. Uh, I remember in the house, whenever we wanted to take your clothes somewhere to be washed, we said, take them to the better thing. We didn't know what to wash, yes. but, you know, you put that it out. So, uh, how, was, how come you survived and you're doing very well? <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think it, it's actually a very interesting question um, because growing up in a house, especially... I think we probably were the only Ugandans in our area growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so it was, we had our own nuances and sayings and we had our own foods and culture and language and 
um, you know, holidays and, and things that, you know, we celebrated. Nobody was up celebrating Ugandan independence, but it was a day that we acknowledged. And so mm-hmm. in the house, it, it was interesting to have our own culture, but on the outside of our home, mm-hmm. people were like, uh, especially growing up in, in Wichita, Kansas, where mm-hmm. you can not just be the only black kid in your class, but you can be the only, you know, African child in your class, you know. So Mm -hmm. it can be very difficult to want to uh, embrace and really expose, um, you know, your your heritage because you have fear that that's going to make you stand out more or become even more different. And even especially now, I think that there is a push especially in social media for, you know, black girl magic. And um, there's like a, there was a whole movement last year of going back to Africa. And there's like a, a new movement of embracing African culture and dark skin and things like that. But growing mm-hmm. up in the nineties, that was not the case. You would get teased mm-hmm. for being a dark skin child. Mm-hmm. You would get teased for, you know, they call you, you know, they'll, they'll tell you that, your your family probably live in Hudson Trees or something like that. You get teased if, if you if you uh, like. I, I remember um, uh, I I uh, had a a lunch that you all prepared for me to take to school, and I was so mm. excited for this lunch. It was rice, peas, and chapati. Like it was literally like one of my <laughs> favorite things yeah. to eat. But the kids, when I whipped out my lunch, of course. They don't. It, it doesn't look normal to them. They're used to their ham and cheese sandwiches and pizza lunchables, and so mm-hmm. anything that's different, you're going to get teased about. And I remember getting teased for my chapati and peas, and I was like, "You guys don't know how good this is." <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think it was. I think it was interesting because both you and Dad reinforced the beauty of Africa, and you know your mm-hmm. descendants of kings and queens and you know mm-hmm. your 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 great grandmother stayed in, in the, the palace and so even as a kid I remember mm-hmm. um I was very very young and probably like mm-hmm. fifth grade and like a kid was trying to tease me about being African and all sorts of stuff and I was like you're just mad because you're not royal and you don't have to <laughs> You know, so being able to, you know, empower your children in the comfort of your own home so that when they go outside and and meet the world that's racist and, you know, not Mm. accepting to be able to stand up to them is really important. I think you all did well. So, you know, it was a very interesting um, experience, but I wouldn't Mm. wouldn't change it for the world. It definitely uh, made me who I am. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And especially mm-hmm. you, I don't know if because you are the last born, you learned from everyone else, or, or your own character, but you use the culture I noticed to even advance. Uh, you were mm-hmm. the first black ambassador at K-State. Yeah. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. that. And, and I remember you even used some names and some music. You know, remember how you learned some words? You came and said, Mom, how do you pronounce that? How do you say that? 
you know, and the students voted for you. I've always been very, very proud of you. Well, 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 well. We can go on and on and on, but I'm excited about this new company that you are creating during this time. I'll ask you one more question before we go to that. You know, this okay. show is about empowering women, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, young girls, you know, women at every age group. Also, I am impressed in that you know, you, you talk about the inequality around women, you know. And I said, mm-hmm. how did she learn that? Because I did not lecture to you, although sociologically, you know, I know I'm a sociologist. But I didn't lecture to you, you yourself, you know, um, know so much about the girls and women and inequality. And there are so many, especially young ladies, who really aren't aware that, you know, uh, women have a disadvantage, you know. So as though when mm-hmm. I have my car and I have my job and I have this and, uh, you know, I'm fine. And I'm saying, no, you're not fine. Thank you very much. The structural thing. So tell me a little bit about you are awakening to the, the injustices and the inequality around women and women of all backgrounds, women of all races, you know, mm-hmm. wealthy or not wealthy, there is that gender gap. So how did you get the awakening and how do you uh, work on reducing that inequality? Yeah, well, I think I've always kind of uh, been an advocate for women, um, at, you know, as so many sisters, there's mm-hmm. three other sisters, um, and so they were all very vocal with me about the, their experiences and whether it was in school or on the, on the job and things like that, so I've always been kind of uh, partial to empowering women because I'm around women so much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say it probably became a um, passion of mine to uh, the advancement of women. Um, when I joined my sorority, Delta Sigma mm-hmm. Theta, um, mm-hmm. they are really huge in the advancement of women. And they were actually one of their first public service um, projects was walking in the women's suffrage movement uh, mm-hmm. in the 1920s. And, you know, when they talk about women's suffrage, when that happened, that the right to vote for women was not including black women. Mm. But they knew that if they walked with them at that time, that their time will come. But for now, we have to, you know, support this cause in order Mm. for our time to eventually come. And even in that suffrage walk, because they were black, they didn't even let them, they, they made them walk in the back. So I made mm. them walking mm-hmm. back. These these other women were looking down on them and were and were uh, spewing hatred towards them as they were trying to support their cause and be mm. and be a voice for them so that they can get suffrage so that one day we all can, you know. Mm. Um, and really hearing about stories like that and 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 hearing about. Um, uh, different women that were, whether it was in the sciences or in mm-hmm. um, architects um, or they worked for NASA, um, uh, that a lot of times 
they are their names were never mentioned, mm-hmm. but it was the mm-hmm. men that re- received the, the applause and the praise. But a lot of times, the women that were empowering them, the women that were actually doing the work, they never got any kind of exposure. And now you you see um, you know movies come out about these women, and it's like I never knew that 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 it was it was them. So um, mm. yeah, just just seeing those inequalities at a young age and uh, yeah. how unfair it was. Like oh, the movie Hidden Figures the ones yeah. about the women um, in NASA. So being exposed to things like that and doing more research and seeing that this isn't just in one particular area, but it happens everywhere where women are not acknowledged for the work they've done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something yeah. that needs to be changed. Yes, yes, indeed. As Dr. King said, uh, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. and the founding of this country. Can you imagine where we discuss all these issues in um, uh, the, the um, women's studies uh, uh, classes that I teach? You know, it's interesting how the men confronted Britain, you know, for mm-hmm. the equality and you know, justice, you know, and the women weren't included in that. So the women had to do their own movement later on. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is why we have to really be supportive of each other because uh, when there is injustice, indeed, uh, all of us are in trouble. Well, my dear daughter, I'm very proud of you. I have to leave a little time for drumming so that you can sing your song that we sang together. Did we sing it at uh, uh, K-State? Maybe we did, but I remember at Wichita State, you came and sang as I was drumming. So as you know, I take my drum everywhere because it calls people together. And it also heals and teaches us a new song and a new beat. Now, please tell us more about this quick hire it's very exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. Why did you create it, and what is it about? How different is yeah. it from the other, you know, groups like that? Absolutely. Well, other uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is an idea that I've had for quite some time, for a, a few years now. Um, the idea came about um, one day. You know, I have a background in, in student advisement. And a student came to my office. She was trying to find a local job as a, in a grocery store or a waitress. And she came, and she had all these paper applications and needed help finding um, new opportunities. So she, she didn't have a computer, and she needed mine to continue her job search. And um, it was interesting in that moment to see that, you know, when I was in high school and people before me were applying to certain jobs, blue-collar, entry-level jobs, um, it was the same process of paper applications. And sometimes you would apply and you'll never hear back. You won't know where you stand or you may um, find out months later that you got denied or that they moved on with another candidate. So in that moment, um, it was when I was like, something has to be changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Paper applications is such an outdated system. 
Um, if you work in a white-collar industry, there are so many platforms for you, whether it's Indeed or ZipRecruiter, uh, but they've really streamlined and, and um, updated the application process for white-collar jobs. But if you work in the service industry, what they you know say blue-collar, quote-unquote, sometimes you have to physically walk into their location just to see if they're hiring. Um, so mm-hmm. that's something that we want to completely – you know, remove and update across the, 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 the system. And um, so I've been sitting on this idea and kind of building it for quite some time, but it wasn't until COVID happened and we mm-hmm. saw that millions of people lost their jobs and specifically in the blue-collar and service industry arena, millions of people were just let go and lost their jobs, filed unemployment, as we all saw. And um, your other daughter, Deborah. Uh, mm-hmm. say she called me at 4 a.m., 4 o'clock in the morning, saying mm. now is the time. Um, now is the time that we need to move forward. Um, and, yeah, and that was in March um, that we have been really buckling down on this idea, building out the application, building out the website, partnering with different companies, Um you know, uh, and now we have our beta version, which is our test version, um, available in uh, the Apple Store. Um, and then hopefully in the beginning of next week, it'll also be available for Android. Um, so it's a very cool interface, very mm-hmm. easy to find jobs and apply to jobs. Um, and you'll hear anyone that applies to jobs, they'll hear back. Um, as to where they stand, if they'll be moving forward or not. So we're really excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so things are moving quickly. But I guess yes. that's the name, Quick Hire. We're moving fast. Quick Hire. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, so how can we be of help? You know, uh, mm-hmm. this is a women's network, and, uh, you know, there are other groups there. So how can yeah. we spread? I mean, what? How can we help advance that cause? And there are many people I know, even here, who were working not too long ago, hardworking people with jobs. Now they have nothing. You know, the the West African Union organization that I founded nine years ago. You know. Mm-hmm. So the other day we were talking about, you know, let's start an emergency fund to help our very, you know on group here because hey, some people may need food. You see what I mean? Not because they are lazy, but because they have no jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is hard. It is hard, especially for people who are self-sufficient. They may not even say, they may not even come out to say, you know, I need food or I need diapers for my baby. We we have mm-hmm. to be ready to provide that. So, I'm very proud of you. Um, back mm-hmm. to my question, how can we be of support? And this is a global thing, right? Because everywhere, you know, people need to know how to find a job. Mm-hmm. A quick, yeah, quick hire, yes. Right. So the best thing that anyone can do is just to download the beta app um, and mm-hmm. follow us on our social media, like get quick hire, Um on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, Deborah and I have been doing a lot of outreach to different investors, 
and things like that. And one of the investors um, was trying to give us a, a helpful, honest tip and told mm-hmm. us because we are black women, we are going mm. to struggle to find people that will actually invest their money into what we are building. And they're only mm. going to want to invest if they see that we are being successful. Um, mm. And so right now we're not even concerned with getting anyone's investment. We are depending on our community support. And that mm. support just comes from a simple download. That's all we need mm. is for people to mm. download the app, put five stars on it, if you know anyone that is looking for a job or if you're not even looking for a job or you just want to support, just download the app. That's all we need is, is just a simple download. Just a simple download. Okay, okay. And that is simple. Yes, because I've done that. Yes. So beyond yep, download, what That's else? <laughs> yes, That's talk about it. That's all you need. Okay. Again, congratulations. Uh, we could go on and on and on and on, but I'm very proud of you and uh, your sister and all of you. You know, I, I just get amazed and say, my goodness, my goodness, this is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, do you have any question, any comment, uh, something that I may have left out, and then we'll end up with the drum, and uh, if you want to sing your song, uh, you know, meaning your friend has given you something, be grateful, however small, be grateful, even this moment we have, you know, on this radio here, talking to the whole world, we are very, very grateful uh, to give us that care, you know, we are very, very grateful. But before we go to that, just, you know, anything you'd like to share, please do. Um, no, just follow Quick Hire, download the app, and also thank you for having me, and happy early birthday. Your birthday is tomorrow. Don't know thank if you know that, so happy early birthday, Mom. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am very, very excited, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I've been dancing already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, you talked about chapati. Probably I should eat chapati tomorrow. Such a delicious food. You that know, we idea. have a proverb. We have a proverb in Toro. Uh, that is my tribe in Uganda. Uh, the proverb says, Akana katabunga kagamba ngumau nuwe achumba obunura. That is a mouthful. But uh, it means a child that, that does not visit other homes believes that, you know, the mother, you know, his or her own mother, is the only one who knows how to prepare good food. But when they taste mm-hmm. other food as oh, my goodness, what a discovery. So same thing with what we're talking about. Culture, uh, talent, knowledge. There is knowledge all over. We are suffering in the world now today, maybe because some voices are not heard that could easily solve the problem among us. So we are, the more we can share, you know, across cultures, across races, across genders, across age, you know, I learn a lot from young people. 
and then they learn a lot from me. I usually tell my students, sit around, wait, 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 wait. Soon you will know that I know something. <laughs> and by the end, they think I'm so cool and say, well, my dear one, so uh, let us sing our song, or, you know, I can sing it, you know, just join in, hum around, sing, sing, sing. Yes, but the song says when someone gives you something, be grateful, be grateful. So we are reintroducing the concept of gratitude into our world. Let us be grateful that we have each other, that we know each other, that we can share this moment. We can speak different languages and understand each other. All right. So, we now it's you because you've given us and you are grateful. So you'd be well in California, and tomorrow right. you can always celebrate in that beautiful apartment overlooking the whole city. So go <laughs> there, you know, look through the window and just celebrate my birthday. All okay. right, sounds good. Okay, dear, thank you. Have a good uh-huh. evening, and we're grateful to give us that care. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome, baby. Bye. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.